Ephesians chapter 6. And this was a, uh, this was a, the reason we chose to do it at this time is because of where it fell within our series walking through Ephesians as we think about the church, we think about what we're called to as the church, and this is just a small piece of the whole. And our passage today focuses towards that. Ephesians chapter 6, and really in the first four verses. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Fathers, we Take a look at this and the time we have remaining, Lord, challenge us, equip us, that our families would be devoted followers of Christ, and that we would glorify you with the responsibilities you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm just curious, how many of you, as you were growing up, and maybe some of you here today, who are still living in your parents' homes, have heard this verse quoted to you numerous times? Don't be shy, okay? This was something that we heard growing up constantly. And it was always paired with that reminder in this passage, um, obey your parents in the Lord that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Okay? And that was something, my, my mom was so faithful in speaking truth to us in that way. And uh, as children, I, all my siblings and I would attest to, we heard, that, we heard that consistently. We knew that it wasn't simply my mom's command or statement to say, you need to obey me, but that it was more than that. It was something that... Uh, God had given the responsibility to me as a child. Now, this isn't something we often talk about. In all reality, when we think about the family unit, we often think about parenting. And we think about how do the parents function and what is the culture of the home. And though those factors play a big role in this, this passage gives two specific commands to the children. And so... Any of you that are children, and the reality is all of us at some point are children, right? This, these first two commands apply to us, right? So if you have a mom or a dad, there's something in here that applies to you. And the first one simply, children, obey your parents as to the Lord. Now, as we talked about last week, we were focusing on marriage, talking about the marriage relationship. And what's so interesting about this is each of these specific commands, each of these specific instructions falls back to this is not between, ultimately this is not between you and whoever this other command is relating to. This is between you and God. So specifically, those of you who are children still living 
under your parents' roof, when you think about the call to obey your parents, think about it from the perspective that this is something that God has called you to do, not simply because of the relationship between you and your parents, but more importantly because of the relationship between you and Him. That changes things because if I'm just obeying my parents because I am supposed to obey my parents, then I could quickly just decide, well, it's not worth it. Maybe I don't want to. Maybe I don't feel like it today. And I already know, maybe have a general sense of what the consequence is going to be because of that. And many of you parents, you could probably attest to dealing with situations like that. I did that numerous times as a child. Where you kind of sit there and you weigh the consequence, you go, is it worth it? And sometimes, it is. I I can remember distinctly, even with my children as young as they are, uh, my middle daughter, Briley, knowing that she wasn't supposed to do something, and so she did it and she put herself in the corner. She did it, she walked over and stood there. And yet... When we think about it as crucial to my relationship with God Himself that changes things. When we think about this damaging the relationship I have with God because I'm not following after the command He's given me to obey my parents, it changes things. This means that the place where you will have to account for your own pride, selfishness, or lack of obedience, is ultimately before God, not simply before your parents. When you think about how you should obey your parents, do so as a model of what God in Christ has done for you. That's challenging. Colossians 3.20 reiterates this and says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Now, I want to clarify, this does not mean, for you children, listen, this does not mean that if your parent asks you to break the law, or one of God's commandments, that you're to do it. God is not giving your parents the liberty to trump His authority as Creator. Okay? But most of the time, those are not the issues that children have a hard time obeying. And so, kids, don't go to your parents today and turn this theological when they ask you to clean your room, okay? And say, well, is that really what God would want me to do right now? Don't do that, okay? That's one of those instances where you say, okay, God would want me, as it says here, to obey my parents in the Lord. As if he were telling me, this is what you need to do. Now, some might be asking, how long does this apply? And Scripture doesn't give us clarity on that, but I want to give just a couple practical guidelines for you children out there. If you are living under your parents' roof, eating their food, using their water and electricity, etc., you obey your parents. Okay? Why? Because God has given you that responsibility. That's your role. That's what God has tasked you with. 
And it doesn't stop there. This passage goes on and quotes Deuteronomy chapter 5, which is a reiteration of the Ten Commandments, when it says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. I want to emphasize this has nothing to do with worldly prosperity. Rather, it has everything to do with thriving as a follower of Christ and avoiding the pitfalls of poor choices in life. And whether we realize it or not, for most of us, our parents really desire the best for us. And some parents don't know how to show that. And I want to highlight here that this in no way excuses those parents who don't want the best for their children or are abusive or do things in a way that says, I care more about myself than my kids. And we're going to talk about that separately here in a minute, okay? But when it comes to God's command, His responsibility to us as children... As far as it depends on us, we should seek to honor our father and mother. And again, I state, I understand that there's situations that many of you have dealt with that make that really, really hard. And my prayer is that God would show you, even in those difficult situations, how do I honor them? What, what does that look like? Even in the smallest way, how do I do that amongst the pain and the hurt that I've experienced that oftentimes we find ourselves even distanced in our relationship with God because there's just this tension. And so my prayer for you, if, you're, if that's you today, if you're in that situation right now, my prayer for you is that God would give you the wisdom and the knowledge to know what does it look like to honor my parents in this season when I have all this hurt back here, Okay? But understand that when we're able to do this and we're able to understand this and we're able to grow in this, that it enhances my relationship and connection with who God is. Now, as application for children, I want to give you three practical ways to obey slash honor your parents. Okay? Alright, so the first one. Take something that you know you're supposed to do and do it before you were asked. And some of you parents in there went, whoa, that would be amazing. Okay? Try it sometime, kids. Try it and see what happens. You might knock your parents' socks off, literally. Okay? Another way you can do this. Take time to appreciate your parents in intentional ways. And this, this applies to all of us. Alright? Take time to appreciate your parents in intentional ways. Highlight their strengths. Highlight the things that you appreciate about your parents. Write them a letter. Sit down and talk with them and state that. We don't do that enough. Okay? It'll be such an encouragement. Such a way to honor them. Thirdly, this is more of a challenge. Stop bad-mouthing your parents around your friends or other family. It's a quick way not to honor your family, is to slander them. Okay? Exercise self-control in that way. 
Now, the second part of this passage switches gears and focuses actually specifically on fathers. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, one of the first things I want to highlight here, and this is true for both parents, when we're thinking about children obeying your parents, it requires that parents be guiding your children. This can't be something where I become lazy as a parent and expect my kids to obey or submit to my authority in any way, shape, or form. I need to be the guiding force. God has tasked me as a parent to guide my children. That's my job. And some may ask, why is this passage specifically focused towards fathers? And this should go back to our talk last week when... God has ultimately given the responsibility to the husband, to the father, to model the love of Christ to his wife and the rest of his family. And guys, as we talked about, you set the tone. You set the tone for your family and what this looks like. When you step in the door after work, you set the tone. When it comes to the spiritual things in life, you set the tone. And too often... Guys, we leave that task for our wives to do because we've convinced ourselves that as long as there's food on the table and the lights are on and the water's working, that we've done our job. It's not enough. I know guys in other countries who don't have any of those things and they rely day to day for God to provide for their needs, but they are more faithful disciples than most of us are on a given day. Because they're investing in their families and their children. They're committed to that. But understand that everything you do as a parent should be under the lens that both you and your child will stand before God someday. Everything you do as a parent, both you and your children are going to have to stand before God someday and account for what did we do? How did we live? How is this time used? That should be our focus. Am I glorifying God in this? As a child or as a parent? Or am I doing my own thing? Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. But bring them up in the instruction of the Lord. This reiterates Proverbs 22.6. It says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Colossians 3.21 reiterates the same thing. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. It's really easy. I'm going to speak specifically to the dads for a minute. Guys, it's really easy to bring your frustrations home with you. It's really easy to bring everything you've dealt with throughout the week and you dump it. You just dump it. And your kids see that. Your kids see how you interact with your wife. It has a big role to play in the development of your family and what that looks like. Consider Do you provoke your children to anger? Is that anger just a mirror image 
It's a hard thing to look at, guys. Am I generally angry to where my kids feel like that's what their response needs to be? You watch closely, you'll start to see some patterns. Now, I also want to emphasize this, as we did in our child dedication. There are some parents who sought to do this the best that they could, and their child still chose to go astray. And there's many, there's many who are dealing with prodigal children. Okay? And at the root of that, when your child hits a certain age, this is between them and God. In the same way they're called to obey as parents is between them and God. That's why we seek to pray, we seek to model this. And, but we need to do this under the understanding, under the lens, that ultimately our children have to choose to follow Christ. They're, they have to make that decision. We cannot make that decision for them, and they do not inherit our faith. It's got to be their own. But as we think about that, it should bring us to a place of going, man, I'm going to pursue that in my child's life. I'm going to invest in that because I know that this has to be a decision that they make. So it's a priority. It's a priority for me. So I want to give you three practical ways to bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Because that's our prayer, amen? One, discipline your children with the gospel in mind. A good question to ask is, Anytime your child does something, you discipline them for it. Is this seeking to make my child more like I want them to be or more like Jesus? Is this seeking to make my child more like I want them to be or more like Jesus? There's a big difference between those two. Secondly, whatever you desire for their life, model it in your own life. This is so crucial. If you communicate an expectation for your children to follow Jesus when you are not, you're pursuing this foolishly. Apologize. Forgive. Don't slander. Be compassionate. Be generous. All of those things you wish for your child to be, model it. Show them. Show them. I thought it was really interesting as I sat with the inmates that I work with every week in this fatherhood class this last week. And we went around and we talked about memories, positive memories or traits that they had of their dad. Almost every one of those guys that had a positive memory, it was because of something they did with their dad. Not one of them talked about something their dad gave to them. It was something that their dad did with them that left The biggest impression. It was side by side. Man, I can remember when dad and I did this together. When we'd play soccer together, he'd take me to the game. Or we'd go out and watch the cars race. And I sat there and I reveled in that. I thought, how often do we miss that? Because we think if we just give our kids a good life and we give them the stuff that they need to succeed, that that's enough. But what our kids really need is to see in us why this is valuable. 
why it's valuable to read my Bible. Why is it valuable to walk as Jesus does? They need to see it in our life. And thirdly, take time to talk about what it means to follow after Jesus in their life. Sit down and have those conversations. Talk with them about that. All the while praying that you would bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. This is a challenge, parents. This is hard. And one of the first things we have to do when we think about this is we have to evaluate ourselves and go, Hey, where am I at? How am I modeling this? Am I showing that this is important? Am I modeling for my children that it's important to follow after Christ? And that's not something that is just done by coming to church, okay? There's a lot of people that come to church that do not live a life that's honoring to Christ. Your kids have to see more than Sunday if they're going to be disciples. And so as part of that this morning, I just we're going to come to the communion table. I'm going to ask the men to come forward um, to... Serve communion. And as we do this, I just want us to evaluate and consider, one, am I a follower of Christ? Because if I'm a follower of Christ, then this is, this is not, this representation hasn't taken place for me yet. I have to start there. But if you believe in the name of Jesus to be saved, this is a reminder that there was a price that was, had to be paid. And so we need to reflect on that and pray that God would utilize our own weaknesses, help us to admit those, acknowledge those, and come to Him and say, God, cleanse me of this, and may it show in the way that I parent. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that in this time now that You would be glorified and ultimately that we would reflect upon ourselves as we desire to grow our families in ways that they model and walk in the way of Christ. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.